excuse me, Tony Pollard, please report to the moon. Tony Pollard, please report to the moon. Zeke Elliott, we packed your bags, buddy. We packed your bags, Zeke. Get ready. Get ready. I mean, this is going to be a rough show for you, Zeke, if you're watching. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Well, here we are again. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Show. Um, we've got a whole lot to talk about on this one that's relating to the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott, and and what might be happening there in Dallas in 2023. Uh, but this report right here, this little number from The Athletic, um, this isn't exactly new news, but confirmation. Uh, athletic Bob uh, Strom, Sturm, Sturm writes, Ezekiel Elliott has one more option for employment above the league minimum. Harsh. This guy, Bob's not, not holding back at all. He has one more option above league minimum employment, and that is to uh, take a massive pay cut and that Zeke Elliott might be out in Dallas uh, if, if, if Elliott doesn't uh, want to take this massive pay cut. Elliott may think that if he hits the, the, the market, if he does get released, he's going to get paid bank. I think he's, got, it's a, he's in for a rude awakening, a rude, rude awakening, uh, awakening because Ezekiel Elliott is not going to get bank at all. We've got so many rookie running backs, just a massive amount of rookie running backs. Let me read this to you from The Athletic, Bob. Sturm from The Athletic. I think the answer is that given the number of analysts and scouts I have talked to about Elliott this year and the consensus uh, opinion is in stone, he has very little left in his legs and the word is out. Um, he also added uh, that, um, let's see here, it's already been reported. Look, bottom line is this. Zeke Elliott is owed a, a, a big payday. The The Dallas Cowboys are slapping the franchise tag on Tony Pollard. That's pretty clear at this point. Now, anything could happen. Um, that news isn't broke yet that the franchise tag's being used on Tony Pollard yet. It's just expected. Everybody expects it. The word is it will be he will be franchise tagged. Now, they could try and work out a long-term deal with Tony Pollard after they tag him. The tag is oftentimes used to hold a player in place that is set to be a free agent, and then they can negotiate with said player. doesn't always mean that they want the player playing on the tag. In fact, oftentimes teams franchise tag a player to work out a long-term deal. The problem is the franchise tag does initially create animosity between player and team. However, in the case of Tony Pollard, I don't think Tony Pollard is all that upset about getting $10 million for 2023 and he's young enough to where if he has this one year and then gets a big fat contract after the salary cap goes up and money goes up because every year it goes up he's looking at a better payday if he can stay healthy prove it and just be on a one-year deal a lot of times rookies and running backs they'll have one deal and at the end of their their first deal that's when their drop-off's about to happen so it's harder for them to get a big fat contract uh, Pollard could end up having a big a big season in 2023 after you know he gets over this 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 surgery, which he he just um, let's see, it was last month, right? He had the surgery. He's gonna be fine by camp. Um, nobody nobody is expecting Pollard to, to have any struggles whatsoever. Uh, it looks like uh, his yeah, his fractured fibula, left fibula, no issues, no concerns. I I have no doubt about him being ready for camp, being full go for camp. Um, 
if Tony Pollard comes out and has a monster 2023, and I'm talking like top six running back, top seven running back numbers, fully capable of it, this guy could be a top five running back. Tony Pollard, please report to the moon. He might be a moon man by the end of the night, the way I'm getting amped up and, and excited about it. Tony Pollard could drop top five running back numbers very easily if he's given more volume in this explosive, even disappointing Cowboys offense that is still explosive, it's still potent. Just because Dak Prescott disappoints you or the Cowboys can't win playoff games, they still have an explosive regular season team with a whole lot of ability to give Pollard opportunities to explode. And I believe, and I said this, I believe that the, the reason the Cowboys would fall short really early on in the playoffs was because of, of Pollard not being utilized and then being hurt. So if Pollard is on the field, if Pollard's being used, if Pollard is, is the main weapon, him and CeeDee Lamb equally, uh, this team can win, has a better shot at winning uh, more playoff games and becoming more of a, of a long-term playoff threat versus just being a paper tiger like the Vikings entering in the playoffs looking like they did good all season and then they're paper tigers at the end of the day. That's how we feel about Dallas. But guess what? I don't care because we're talking fantasy football right now. We don't care if they, they make it one, two games through a playoff uh, stretch or run. We just care about what Pollard's doing during the season. Now, the more success you have in the postseason, the more likely that uh, things are working well for the team all year long. I mean, granted, so I'm rooting for Pollard. I'm rooting for the Cowboys to have more success in the playoffs. But we want Pollard to get fed workhorse volume. And as this report talks about the athletic, that everyone knows his legs are, are done. And that's the first thing to go is your step. Once you lose a step at the NFL level, it, it, it's pretty much over for a running back because they can't get through the line of scrimmage. They can't get to the hole before it collapses and player can't get to the next level, the next uh, plateau, so to speak, on the field. It's, it's behind the line of scrimmage. Hole closes quick and the running back gets stopped, starts getting three yards of carry instead of five. Instead of four and a half. Tony Pollard can rip off seven a carry. Tony Pollard is an absolute maniac. I don't know why my camera was off, but Tony Pollard's a maniac. Tony Pollard to the moon. Tony Pollard, young man, is headed to the moon. To the moon. Very, very amped and excited about uh, TP. Um, love to know what you guys think. There's nothing really here that's crazy... Uh, you know, different than we've been talking about and projecting, but the fact that you're getting big time reports out there saying that that they're hearing from multiple, multiple league sources that his legs are shot. Why is that important? Why are you even live, Smitty? Smitty, nothing's really big and breaking here. What are we doing live right now? Well, I think the big takeaway here is that there's no market for him. There's no market for him. According to this report, there are, are league circles everywhere. That are whispering about this guy's legs being shot. Nobody's going to give him a payday. Not to mention all the rookie running backs you have. You have Sean Tucker. You have Charbonnet. You have uh, uh, Andre uh, uh, Kendra Miller. You've got all these players that are below, below the the obviously the Bijans and, and Jameer Gibbs and then the Charbonnet. You got Sean Tucker, uh, Kendra Miller, Bigsby. You've got uh, Evans. You've got all these running backs that are much more preferable to these teams on cheap contracts, on rookie contracts over a Zeke Elliott. Not to mention you've got the, the running back free agent pool right here, which I can pull up in one second. Let me find it. Where's my running back free agent pool? Uh, here we go. 
We got Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard getting franchise tag. Saquon Barkley might be hitting the open market because according to the things I'm hearing, the Giants are going to franchise tag Danny Dimes, meaning that they have to work out a 14 to $15 million per season deal with Barkley and they've been way off or he hits the open market. So he's on the open market potentially. You've got Miles Sanders who's going to get more interest than Zeke Elliott. Josh Jacobs, of course, will get more. Monty Montgomery, David Montgomery is going to get more interest. Even Kareem Hunt's going to get more interest. Even Jamal Williams, uh, the NFL's leading touchdown leader, which is crazy to say, to be honest with you. Smitty, Smitty, I just woke up from a coma. Did you just say Jamal Williams was the number one running back in the National Football League in rushing touch? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are we? What are we doing here? What world? We're living in bizarre world. Uh, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, between these guys. And the rookies that are eight, nine deep, there's no chance that Zeke Elliott. Look at the open spots for a starting job: Carolina, Philly, maybe New York, uh, but that could be Barkley. Uh, Chicago, Arizona's got Connor, so they're not really even. I circle them because I think they really want to run the ball, pound the rock. But but Connor's there, so that might not even be a, a a big enough. I might need to put like a dotted line around it that it's like semi open for RB. Las Vegas may franchise tag Jacobs, so you might have New York and Las Vegas off the board if they franchise tag their starters. And then you got Miami, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and you think that rookies are probably taking the majority of these spots. Zeke has no market whatsoever. No market whatsoever. So why are we live? Why are we talking about this? Because my guess is Zeke's going to get backed into a corner. He will probably, if I had to guess, Zeke Elliott will probably restructure his deal to stay so that he can save face and not go searching for a, a minimum league minimum amount of, of of money to try and play somewhere and compete to start right now at least he knows he has a little bit of a role but i don't think this is a bad thing if zeke elliott stays in dallas two things happen number one people are going to say oh man i thought tony pollard was all on his own now i don't know if i want to be on the tony pollard train quite as much as i would have if, if Elliot leaves, guess what people are going to do? People are going to just be like, Zeke Elliott is gone. Oh, my God. Now Tony Pollard's season's officially here. He's finally going to get the run. Tony Pollard's going to the moon. Absolutely. To but the, the thing about it is Tony Pollard's already going to the moon. Zeke Elliott is at the tail end of his career. I venture to say that Zeke Elliott is less of a threat in 2023 to Pollard than the 6th or 7th ranked rookie running back. Let's say Bigsby falls in the Cowboys because Jerry Jones loves running backs and loves big talent. Let's say he brings in a Bigsby. That's worse than Zeke Elliott. I'm not saying Bigsby's taking Tony Pollard's job. I'm just saying that I think, honestly, staying and restructuring and getting paid garbage and 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 really getting set in his place and being the, the, the change of pace back for Pollard is better than a young, fresh rookie. Uh, but that's me. But the good news is that if Zeke does restructure, you will have a, 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 a dampening effect on his on Pollard's skyrocketing value. Whereas if Zeke does get released, it's open season. Pollard to the moon. People will draft this guy in the top of the third round. Maybe higher. Pollard's going to skyrocket in value. And we don't really want that. We ultimately would rather have Tony Pollard be a little bit of a value, right? So... 
I just want to say that if, if Zeke stays, my mind doesn't change. Inside my mind, I'm thinking this is fantastic. Why people go, oh man, it was supposed to be Tony Pollard season. Let those people worry about Zeke Elliott at his his old age and inability to hit the hole anymore. He's dropping off big time. Pollard is going to be a monster. It's good news, maybe, if Zeke stays. But I will say, if Zeke ends up getting released, we're going to do one of these numbers, too. We're getting excited. Either way, either way, we're getting excited. We're doing it live because Pollard is exploding in 2023. And in Moon Man material, he is. The Moon Man. Dropping loads in outer space. He's not on this list yet, but you certainly know that I'm probably putting him. Oh, he is on this list. What space am I talking about? Says. He's right here. Why did I think he wasn't on the, my own Moon Man list? For a minute there, I'm, I'm losing my mind. He's right here. I thought I didn't add him yet for some reason. <laughs> he's right here. He's right in the middle. Smitty, he's right here. Tony Pollard is a Moon Man. Hey. Where? I forgot. Woo. Tony Pollard season. It's already underway. I don't know why I forgot for a brief moment in time that he was already on the Moon Man list. You know who's on the satellite list? Satellite men. Space cadets in training. Yeah, this guy London. He's going to the Moon Man list very soon. The tripod also likened to... The Moon Man. Dropping loads in outer space. Sorry, Pollard. Um, there's a reason he's on this list. Space Moses. Because he's on his way to the moon right now as we speak. No matter what happens with Zeke Elliott. But this news at least gives you... So I said it does two things. Number one, if Zeke Elliott returns, people react and say, Oh no, maybe maybe Pollard season's a year off. Maybe they don't believe in him. They're franchise tagging him. They're paying him. They're paying him big top dollar. Uh, so so definitely feel like uh, uh, you know Pollard, no matter what's to the moon... But we also have another thing that if, if Zeke Elliott ends up leaving, um, or, or 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 let's say he stays. So if he stays, you got the potential dampering of the Tony Pollard breakout, which is great for us. If he ends up leaving, there's still people that are going to worry about his injury. And so I think the earlier on you draft, so if you're in best ball promo code Smitty, get up to $100 uh, match, bonus match one dollar for dollar if you deposit 50 you'll get 50 if you deposit 100 you'll get 100 on a new account at underdog um the earlier you draft pollard the better so even if zeke gets released he'll he'll see a bump in value but because people are worried about the fibula the fractured left fibula they're gonna they're gonna have concerns they're gonna have concerns they're still gonna be a little bit they're tempering expectations they're gonna hold back wait and see approach i think that if zeke is released and Pollard is by himself, and they don't draft some huge big-name running back, in August, you're paying late second-round, early third-round value for Pollard, which is going to suck. So get your best ball drafting on. If you're like, Smitty, my draft is in August or September. I'm not going to be able to capitalize on the Moon Man value of Tony Pollard. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. If you're not going to capitalize on the Moon Man value of Tony Pollard in your redraft league... Space Moses. Then capitalize in best ball underdog promo code Smitty link. I'm going to drop the link in the description right now or the live chat and pin it. It's in the description, but capitalize somewhere like don't sit on your hands right now and not take advantage of Tony Pollard while he's well, well outside. I'm talking well outside 
his potential upside or his eventual uh, evaluation. He's going to be an absolute gem to people, and I'm I'm pinning that link right now. We're going to draft on underdog tonight, and we'll see where Tony Pollard goes. Uh, so that link is pinned. Make sure you click on the link. You get signed up. Minimum $10 deposit. If you deposit $10, they will give you $10. You deposit $100, they will give you $100. But sign up now, or you're not going to get in the drafts tonight. We're drafting tonight live on the channel, on this channel right here. I'll probably go live on, on the Dynasty channel later too, by the way. Let me drop the Dynasty link just so you guys can subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed to the Dynasty channel. One of the biggest mistakes you can make right now is saying, well, I don't play in a lot of Dynasty. How could that help me? What I talk about Dynasty, well, when I talk about Dynasty, it'll certainly translate to redraft. If I'm talking about a player like Tony Pollard, for example, I'm touching on the redraft value in comparison to the Dynasty value. So on the Dynasty channel, I'm hitting redraft when I'm talking about Dynasty. Not to mention, if you know how much I love a player long-term, it's going to help you understand my, my thinking for them short-term. So don't miss out. I, I dropped that link. Make sure you're subscribed to my Dynasty channel. It's brand new, and we're doing it live on the Dynasty channel probably once a day going forward. One video a day at least, whether it's a live stream or an upload on the Dynasty channel going forward. Uh, Zeke makes Connor look elite, says JV. Um, Zeke is going to fall off big time. If Zeke stays, I have no concerns about Zeke taking Tony Pollard's job. Like last year, it was a split, a divide, an annoying divide. It got annoying. We wanted Pollard to have all the work. Um, he didn't. But Pollard is so explosive. Zeke is no longer explosive. Zeke is not going to be able to hit that hole. It's going to be evident from the beginning. Not to mention staying healthy at an older age when you've lost a step. When a running back loses a step, okay, they're trying to hit that hole. Where's my Where's my new football? Where's my new football? This one, everybody hates this football because it's so old looking. Where's my new one? I don't even see it. Oh, it's over here. It's over here. Hold on. Okay, so when a running back, when an RB is has lost a step and he's trying to hit that hole before it collapses think of it like uh uh think of it like doors closing at a grocery store you know the automatic doors and let's say it didn't have a motion sensor those doors are closing okay when you're a quick rb with your step you can get through that hole no problem when you're a, a, a running back that's aging and deteriorating before your your very eyes and that those doors are closing that those doors aren't opening you're not forcing your way through there zeke elliott's gonna see closing holes and, and gaps the a gap b gap won't be open for very long he's gonna have to try and do what he can to get to the hole quicker and it's gonna lead to injury these guys oftentimes suffer injuries at a later stage in their career because they're trying to do too much they can't do the things they used to do and when you try and compensate and try and do things you can't do you get hurt that's why running backs break down their body can't take it anymore and it's a lot more abuse for Zeke Elliott to hit, hit a hole in today's NFL form than it was in yesterday's NFL. And these, these years add up. Zeke's mileage is huge. No running back in the National Football League that's relevant has the mileage of Zeke Elliott. Uh, Zeke Elliott's mileage is so crazy. It's through the roof. Uh, let me add up Zeke, Zeke Elliott's miles. And we'll, 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 I'll get you a total, a carry total. It's crazy. It's crazy. His numbers are through the roof. Uh... He has had, let's see, total career carries. Let me see if I can find them, if they have the numbers. 1,800 total career rushes. 1,800 total career rushes. That is insane. Add that to uh, 305 receptions. So 305 plus uh, 1,881. 
Zeke Elliott has over 2186, and that's not including playoff carries and playoff receptions. You're talking to probably 2,500 total carry touches for Zeke Elliott. 2,500. There's no way that that tread's lasting. Zeke Elliott drops off this year. Zeke Elliott as a Dallas Cowboy is a good thing if he does restructure and stay because he ain't taking nothing from Moon Man Tony Pollard. We love this man, Tony Pollard. We love him. He's doing it live. All right, let's open the phone lines briefly. Phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Darlin, what is going on here? What is going on here with this? What is up? Why does everything get messed up and turned around when I step away from my live stream for just five minutes? Did little Smitty get a hold of this? I don't know what's going on there. But dial into the show. Terry, appreciate your last comment and detail. And you guys are still on the screen from last time. Um, let's see who's here. We got a phone call here. This is uh, Steven from Massachusetts. What's up? What's up, big Steven? You're live, buddy boy. Hey, hey what's up, Smitty? How you doing, man? What's up, good buddy? I'm doing all right. Actually, I have a question for you. Okay. Because uh, I know that you love, I know that you love Joe Burrow, and I'm definitely a big Joe Burrow guy just myself. I'm hoping to get him in, in fantasy sometime this year. Now, uh, with Lamar Jackson, if he does leave uh, Baltimore and stuff, uh, where, what, depending on where he goes, how uh, confident like would would you feel like uh, you grab him if like he misses out on like a Joe Burrow and everything? I feel like if he goes on a better offense, you could probably put up like better numbers because you know what. The Ravens, they're like a run-first offense. <laughs> he goes anywhere else that would actually have like decent weapons around him. Uh, you he, could actually put up better stats. I just want to get your opinion on that. Yeah, so, bro, if Lamar Jackson goes to the Ravens, I'm sorry, the, Ra- the Ravens, uh, he head, heads from the Ravens to the Falcons. This yep. is a, this is a to the moon situation, bro. This is a guy that that goes from a, a player that I continue to say is a bust because situations tied to player until it's not. If we can separate uh, Lamar Jackson from that Baltimore Ravens toxic situ- situation where um, they don't get him weapons, they don't support him, they run him two hundred times a season. Um, not saying Atlanta won't have him running a lot, but when you have Kyle Pitts and Drake London, you're gonna run less. And that's a good thing. You're going to throw more. You're going to score more passing touchdowns. You're going to have more passing yardage. Whatever Lamar loses in rushing attempts and yardage in in Atlanta, he will gain back easily the same amount in terms of the passing stats. Lamar has been wanting to prove that he's a pocket passer for as long as he's been in the league. And while I think he's not quite the pocket passer that he thinks he is, he's certainly capable of being more of a pocket passer than the Baltimore Ravens have enabled him to be. So Lamar Jackson, to answer your question, goes from uh, probably, let me, let, me put, uh, let me put the marker board up on the screen here, bro. Let's see. Okay. Let's see here. And then we're going to, we're going to, okay. So Lamar Jackson, um, if he's in Baltimore, let me give you my top quarterbacks. Now the top four are in any order, so let's not uh, let's not let's not sit here and dance around the, the top four. So the top four quarterbacks, let's just call it uh, let's call it uh, let's call it Burrow, Hurts, 
and this is fantasy, Mahomes and Allen. And Allen could be could be one. I don't really care what anyone's order is. If it's literally right now to me, it's Fields in this five spot. And then, and then you have a you have guys like Lawrence. You got T. Law. You got you got Lamar kind of in this mix right here. Although he's a bust every year in Baltimore. The last three years he's busted. I'm, so I'm not loving Lamar's value in Baltimore. I think he's a bust candidate. I, in fact, I avoid him. I avoid him. If he's in Baltimore, he's a, an avoid for me. I'd rather have tra- I'd yeah. rather have T. Law. I'd rather have Fields. I'd rather draft one of these four big gunslingers. I don't want to play around with the 7, 8, 9, 10th ranked quarterback. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers if I'm going that route, if Aaron Rodgers is in Vegas or in in New York. Um, but if Lamar Jackson ends up in a Falcons uniform, you could arguably say that Lamar's five and Fields is going to have to fight him for that fifth spot. And it's night and day difference because you have – Lamar getting weapons he's never had before. Yeah, he's had he's had Mark Andrews in his prime, and Mark Andrews in his prime is probably equivalent to Pitts, you know, in his prime. I, I think Pitts is going to be that good. I think Pitts is going to be an absolute monster. He's on the Moon Man list. The Moon Man for a reason. Dropping loads in outer space. Kyle Pitts, baby, and then the Satellite Men. Satellite Men. Drake London. Space cadets in training. He's headed to the Moon Man list within 24 hours, probably. I hate to ruin some of that, but you know we'll be dropping it live. Okay, we'll be dropping it live. But we're talking about we're, what's going on with my screens. <laughs> we're talking about Lamar Jackson going from a total avoid for me to number five in in, in fighting fields for this fifth spot. And either anybody in this 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 sub tier here, this is tier one, tier one. Mm-hmm. This is tier two. Anybody in this tier two can have dances and cups of coffee with those top four guys. Lamar doesn't down here. Lamar does right here. If I'm able to get Lamar or Fields because I miss out on those four quarterbacks, I'm ear-to-ear grin, especially in a super flex league. T-Law, I like a lot too. Aaron Rodgers is a fantastic second quarterback in a super flex league. In fact, one of my favorite strategies in a dynasty super flex is, flex is to go with one of these four quarterbacks. Obviously, if you have an opportunity, you don't pass on them. You got a one through four pick. You are absolutely ridiculously stupid in that moment in time. Not in general, but in that moment in time, if you pass on one of the big four quarterbacks in a super flex dynasty startup and you have an opportunity to draft one. But if you do get one of those quarterbacks or you get Fields or Lamar, Aaron Rodgers later on when people just keep discarding him because it's dynasty. I want the now. I want I want a future and now player, not just a now player. He's a great second quarterback to have. Uh but Lamar, night and day. Night and day, Steven. Night and day. Well, I guess I guess is it is it better that cuz I know that you like to draft early. It, are, are you, is that better like in those like leagues that when you start early just to take a just to take a chance and and uh, like there's some case if he gets traded because everybody's assuming that he's on the Ravens right now and like you can just get him later on even if you want to like try to share up everything and like you pair him up with like two quarterbacks and then let's say if he does get traded like maybe you could like use somebody as like a trade bait type thing. Bro, I, I, bro, I wish I could tell you no, don't ever trade for trade bait or don't ever draft for trade bait. That's the dumbest okay. approach in in history of fantasy football uh, strategy. Like when people draft two tight ends to trade them. Yep. 
That's it's stupid. It's plain stupid. Oh, I'm gonna draft two tight end. I'm gonna draft a tight end in round three and a tight end in round four. <laughs> it's in a one tight end league, and I'm gonna I'm gonna monopolize. I'm gonna have a monopoly. I'm gonna have a, a, a stranglehold on the tight end market. Dumbest strategy on the planet. Dumbest stra- uh, strategy that's never worked for anybody. You know what I have? I have these worried petrified Peters and worried Williams calling up my show all season long trying to help me get them out of a dumb situation where they draft two tight ends in the top four rounds because they think they're capitalizing and controlling the tight end market. It's ridiculous. Dumbest move you can make. Um, so to answer your question, I'm, I'm sorry, you're talking about quarterbacks, but making draft selections to trade is stupid. Just draft the guys you think are going to explode. Like, bro, you could be passing on a Charbonnet or uh, a wide receiver that's going to absolutely go bonkers and be the next, you know, St. Brown because you're trying to draft a guy you hope you can trade and, and, and hold over someone's head. So for me, okay. for me, um, I'm I'm not I, I like if you're drafting today, I'm probably drafting Lamar nine times out of ten right now, anticipating he's in in a in a different uniform, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be the Falcons, bro. If it's not the Falcons, I do think he's gone. Lamar's upset. I'm going to have a, a live stream on that as well. Lamar's upset. Lamar doesn't want to be in Baltimore. And what did I tell everybody uh, weeks ago, and I've been saying it every day since? The tag creates animosity between team and player. The players used to call the franchise tag the prison tag. And they still do in some circles because it's like a prison they're grabbing you, they're controlling you, and they don't want you going anywhere. Now, it's within the confines of the rules, so it's not like the NFL or teams are doing anything wrong by utilizing the franchise tag. Not saying they won't get rid of it or, or modify it someday, but it is not a tag that makes the player happy. The player is feeling like they deserve a big, fat, long-term contract. And usually yeah. when the tag is used... The team that's tagging a player wants the player on a long-term deal. Very rarely does a team want to pay a player the the average top five uh, salaries, the average of the top five salaries, if they don't want the player there for the long-term. Very rare scenarios. Danny Dimes would be one. Like Danny Dimes, the team might want to pay Danny Dimes about 32 to $40 million, which is why they might franchise tag him at the, the non-exclusive $32 million mark, which allows teams to offer him a deal then the, the the Giants can match the deal. And if they decide not to match it, the team that made the offer surrenders two first-round picks to the Giants if they slap the the non-exclusive uh, tag on Danny Dimes, which will probably happen because they'd be happy to take two first-rounders. No one's taking Danny Dimes for two first-rounders. But that's 32 mil. But Danny Dimes is the one scenario where you're like, okay, he hasn't proven it, but you do need him. Without him, you're you're dead in the water. So you do need to pay him, but you're not willing to pay him 32 mil for five years. So usually when you're tagged and Lamar Jackson's tagged, the team wants you long term. The team's gonna be as cheap as possible and try and finagle you into the the worst contract that they could possibly get you to to dive into. And the player's like, no, no, no. You're trading me. I'm unhappy. You're trading me. You won't sign me to a long-term deal. The Ravens in the in, in Lamar Jackson's camp, which is his mom and him, because he doesn't have an agent, they're $100 million in guaranteed money apart. $100 million. That's not even close, bro. Yeah. That's not even close. We're talking I, about I'm, so far I'm apart. I was going to tell you that. You brought that up. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. So that's he, what I've been seeing, too. 
100 million apart. He's good as good as gone in my eyes. Now could the Ravens be bluffing and then give him the 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 bag maybe, but I doubt it. So the odds are this guy's look, Munkin's there, right? Munkin is is the new offensive coordinator in Baltimore. He's got to develop and create and 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 design a new offense without his quarterback. Lamar's not going to be there anytime soon. He's going to wait, hold out, be disgruntled. This guy's not showing up anytime soon. So if you're Munkin, if you're this 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 offense, um, if you're this this club, you're sitting there going, we don't want to pay Lamar what he wants. So clearly that they don't they don't believe he he can necessarily take him the distance. And in their defense, and in, and in, this is a very very small defense because ultimately they're at fault for why he's not producing. But in their defense. They're thinking Lamar hasn't really done it. Three years in a row, he's been disappointing. Two of the years. He he busted the entire first half of the 2020 season. It was garbage. And he did turn it on in, in the second half. Yeah, but three years in a row, Lamar's disappointed. Now, that's their side in their defense. But their defense is very cloudy because they don't enable him. They don't support him. They run him 200 times a game. The reason he was hurt in 2021 and 2022 is because they run him 180 to 200 plus times a season. And then they expect him to to deliver and not get injured. And, and, and Lamar was looking out for his future. You know, with the knee injury, he didn't want to come back. He wasn't giving it a shot. He wasn't even coming close to coming back. Like, they're, they're, he was done. He was done very early on when that knee injury was announced. And, and so, bottom line is Lamar is, in my opinion, as good as gone. There'd have to be some very, very big uh, repair repair job in order for Lamar. But I'm going to have more on this topic, bro. I'm going to do a whole live stream on it. So, uh, let's, okay. what, what else you got? You got one other one other thing? Yeah, just about, uh, uh, I know you, you talked to that guy about Amron St. Brown for a dynasty. But where are you on a redraft? Uh, where do you feel comfortable drafting him? Do you think that... Uh, Cause I know, like in dynasty, you, you rather get like some of the younger guys. How do you feel on him for like re- redraft? Is he somebody you're so high on, or would you rather go after somebody else in the range? Um, St. Brown is is a a stud. Okay. There, there's two ways to look at this. Jamison Williams is also a borderline stud. Jared Goff played out of his mind last year. To be honest, like Jared Goff deserves. Let's give him a moonshot because I mean. As much as we make fun of Jared Goff from year to year, this guy absolutely come on my screen. This guy absolutely uh, uh, played out of his mind, and there, there's there's some reason to think he'll continue to do so. You know, because I love what they're doing in in Detroit. I love the way they designed this offense. I love how this offense has electric players across the board. You've got Swift, who you know what he's capable of. We don't know if they're going to use him properly, but if they did, he would be electric. Yeah. We know St. Brown is amazing. They drafted Jamison Williams. Um, I think they're going to have a lot of success in the NFL draft. They've got they've got the number uh, six overall pick and the number 18 overall pick. They may draft B. John Robinson. Maybe they draft a quarterback with the six pick. We don't really know, so maybe they kind of double up and, and secure themselves uh, a, a nice quarterback option for the future that if Goff does falter, they can throw him right in. Maybe Richardson or whoever they're going to go after. Um, the problem is St. Brown's a wide receiver one for an for an NFL team. Jamison Williams is probably 
a wide receiver one for an NFL team. And as good as Goff played, I don't think Goff's capable of feeding both of them wide receiver one numbers. This isn't like Dante Culpepper, if anybody remembers Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss and Chris Carter. You know, you yeah. didn't didn't matter which one you drafted, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, they're both fire in Minnesota. Um, this isn't Godwin and Mike Evans and you got Tom Brady. This is Goff. And and he played very, very well. But I don't know. So I have concerns about St. Brown losing a little bit of value to Jameson as Jameson comes up and grabs a hold of a lot of it. However, this guy St. Brown is vicious, man. He he is a chip on his shoulder bigger than any, any chip I've ever seen in my life. Um, he knows the names of every wide receiver that was drafted ahead of him, and he stares across the field and glares at him and stares him down. These receivers had nothing to do with it. They just happened to get drafted ahead of him, and he holds his grudge, this angry grudge. He stares him down. This guy, St. Brown's a monster. I absolutely love him. Um, depends on the value. Would I take St. Brown at the top of the third in a dynasty startup? Absolutely. Would I take him at like 15 overall? I'd have some hesitations because I want to package in risk that he's my third drafted player, not my second drafted player. As much as I love him, there's a uh, there's there's a place for him in my lineup where I feel like the upside's huge and the risk is low. In the second round, where he could go, he might go there, he might not go, depends on your draft. Um, I think he holds more risk in round two that I'm not super excited about given the the talent level of Jamison Williams. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I don't want to. For sure, one of my drafts, I do have the number one pick, so I didn't know how far out, how far out, like uh, he would be, like if, if he's gonna end up being a second or third round guy, or right? that's Yeah, I mean, if that's like so. If you're, um, yeah, if you're at the turn pick, so you have the, you have the, um, first round, second round, third round. You've got this pick here at twenty four, and this pick at twenty five. And you got this pick mm-hmm. here. So let's let's say you go. Is it a super flex or a regular? One QB. Oh, this is just a regular regular uh, ten team uh, PPR. Okay. Let's just say you go JJ, just to keep it simple. You go JJ here, and at, at uh, this this twenty four overall pick, I've seen Kenneth Walker fall there. I've seen Etn fall there. I've seen um, Brees Hall fall there at times. Um, Brees Hall tends to fall into the mid second to late second. So if like you were to get Brees Hall here and get totally lucky, you got Brees Hall, you got JJ, St. Brown here wouldn't be bad. But the okay. question is, is Garrett Wilson there? I like Garrett Wilson more than St. Brown. Um, is Alave okay. there? I kind of like Alave a little bit more than St. Brown, just a little bit. And that's not a knock on St. Brown. It's just more so there are a grip of wide receivers I absolutely love more. So do I? would I rather have... To play the name game here, uh, St. Brown or uh, or Garrett Wilson, like I said, Garrett Wilson. Would I rather have St. Brown or Burrow? Burrow. Would I rather have uh, uh, Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Would I rather have Brees Hall? Brees Hall. Would I rather have Drake London? Probably not, but not because I don't think London will be better than St. Brown, but because he can be had so much later. So that that means to give me a different player here instead of St. Brown that's higher ranked in the second round, and then I'll take Drake London later. So, like, it just depends on all the the scenarios, you know. 
But but Garrett Wilson above above St. Brown, yes. But St. Brown is super uh, explosive, uh, amazing. Third best, one of the better third round picks you can have, unless it's the very top of the the third round. Because I think Garrett Wilson's there. I think you have a shot at some amazing talent there. Jameer Gibbs over St. Brown in a dynasty league, yeah. In a redraft league, sure. Gibbs is going in round five, six, seven. Like, don't even toy around with Gibbs in round two. You're going to ruin his I mean, ADP. But in a dynasty startup, I'd probably rather have Gibbs than St. Brown. All right. Yeah, this, this, is just, cause this one's just a standard uh, redraft. So, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks with that because uh, I was just curious about him because he's one of the guys that I was actually, like, looking, at, uh, I was actually, like, looking into. And um, it, it was him. And then I was also looking at uh, you, depending on if, uh, I guess, if Debo Samuel might get traded because there is rumors that he might could get traded to the Patriots. But I don't know. How, that, how no, who who, who told you that? Who told you that? What rumor? Rumors where? Tell me a rumor. Uh, this is actually, this uh, has actually been covered on uh, NBC Sports Boston. I guess that they've been hearing that uh, he, that uh, the Patriots have been talking to the 49ers about trying to trade for Debo Samuel. No, no. Who who uh, said that? Who said that from the from NBC Sports? Who? Name them. I don't. Rat them out, bro. Rat him out. No, they. I, I know it's on one of the shows on 98, uh, 98.5, the Sports Hub. Stop listening uh, to it. Not, it's not the show with uh, Scott Jolak. It, I think it's like a Felger and Mav show. Yeah, I guess stop. one of the producers that were on the show. Yeah, stop listening uh, to it. They're, okay. They're feeding you. <laughs> he says, okay, you can do what you want, bro. But they're feeding you bad information. <laughs> bro, look at this. Look at this right here on screen. Okay. This yep. is this is a this is a free you, everybody has has access to look up contracts. Debo Samuel in in, in let me mm-hmm. let me put this on screen here. Debo Samuel in 2023. Okay? 2023. His dead cap is 35 million dollars, bro. Mm-hmm. 35 million dollars. No one's trading Debo. No one's trading a player that has a thirty-five million dollar ca- dead dead cap. It's not happening. All right. These these guys aren't looking at anything. They're just throwing darts at the at the board. Debo yeah, Samuel. Yeah, I think 35. what it is is that, is that they're they're trying to bring up that the Patriots are trying to look for like a number one wide receiver. Yeah, of course they're, bro. They're trying to go after Debo. You know what I mean, bro? I, I the Cardinals should go after Debo. Does that mean they're going to get him? No. Like, you know, the Patriots yeah. can wish all they want. And I bet you anything, that's even a bogus a bogus inquiry. Uh, but there's no way. There's yeah. no way. Those those guys are just fishing, bro. And they're fishing for okay. nothing. They're, nothing. There's no fish in that pond, bro. But, hey, hey, keep – right. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. You listen to whoever you want. I'm just joking around. But, but yeah, that's garbage. The Debo Samuel getting traded garbage. You just inked a big deal. He's got a $35 million dead cap. Uh, nobody's going to want to pay that uh, contract uh, necessarily either on top of the draft capital that would be required to compensate for the dead cap and everything involved. Uh, you know, Shanahan's going to hold a player like that at a very high value, inflated value that no team's going to agree with. Um, so no chance, no chance. Uh, appreciate you, uh, Stephen, my guy. Thanks, man. And sorry, I held you up with that. With that, with that garbage uh, source, man. But yeah, I, I, th- thanks for taking my call. That's all right, bro. You can you can bring the garbage. You bring the garbage to me, and I'll tell you whether to throw it out. That's what it. That's what the show's for. All right, later, bro. All right, all right. Later, yeah, bro. Thanks, man. Uh, anybody else want to dial in? But uh, wow, what a 
what a what a nice little story that this this whoever this was that he said talking about Debo Samuel the Patriots are hey the Patriots are interested I heard in Debo Samuel I bet you the Patriots are interested in Barkley I bet the Patriots are interested in CMC I bet the Patriots are interested in Garrett Wilson I bet the Patriots are interested in Justin Jefferson Joe Burrow Jamar Chase who wouldn't be interested in any of those guys does it mean that anything's going to happen? Absolutely not. Debo Samuel ain't going anywhere. <laughs> $35 million dead cap. You out of your mind? Not you, Steven. But like Zeke speculation or confirmed info. Uh, Zeke speculation. It's it's not really. It's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing new other than the reason we're live is this report from The Athletic is talking about how there are handfuls of inner circle NFL uh, personnel and people and sources and and, and 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 outlets that are being whispered to that the whispers go something along this I'm paraphrasing Zeke Elliott is done Zeke Elliott has no legs left and everybody knows it and so Zeke Elliott like you know I'm not taking a pay cut you either cut me or I'm I'm not taking a pay cut this whole talk about this is garb it's it's Zeke is not going to get a job. The whole report is around that. The whole report is that Zeke is flexing right now. Maybe Zeke holds true and Zeke ends up leaving. He says, uh, cut me. I'm not restructuring. The Cowboys will cut him. If he doesn't take a massive pay cut and restructure his deal, the Cowboys will cut him. And this report is saying that he won't get but the, the league minimum. This right here, this athletic reporter, and I agree with him, has one option. Zeke has one option for employment that is above the league minimum, and that is in Dallas taking a massive pay cut. If Zeke Elliott tries to call the bluff and they release him, he's not going to find more than the, the league minimum because you have 7 to 10 rookie running backs that are more attractive than Zeke Elliott on rookie deals, capable of being had on rookie deals, especially later on in the third, fourth, and fifth round. And on top of that, you've got Jacobs, You've got uh, potentially Barkley. You've got players like we, we, we put the board up right here. The, all these RBs are more valuable than Zeke Elliott. David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, uh, 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 Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, even Miles Sanders. There's just no shot for Zeke Elliott to find a job is what this report, this breaking piece of news that we're discussing, that, that really indicates that Zeke's going to probably call call their bluff the Cowboys and then they restructure he stays with the Cowboys it makes a couple people in every league maybe three or four people out of every 12 in a league go oh I thought Zeke Elliott wasn't going to be returning this feels like Melvin Gordon all over again you know for Tony Pollard uh what you could look at as the Javante in this situation and in a way that's good in a way that's good in a way Zeke Elliott staying gives people that that Melvin Gordon fear and then what do we do? Scoop in, swoop in, and scoop up Tony Pollard as our RB2, who's really an RB1 in fantasy football because he is a moon man extraordinaire. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Look at him. Look at him. Tony Pollard, look at him. That's a moon man. Space moon six. That's a moon man. And he's taking you to the top, baby. He's taking you to the top. 
Uh, appreciate you all jumping on this emergency live stream. Breaking news uh, about Zeke Elliott. Not the craziest breaking news in the world. Nothing definitive. More so speculation, but speculation that feeds into a narrative that we were already, we're already cranking out. A narrative that I think makes some people fearful. If that narrative goes in a direction where Zeke Elliott is retained on a restructure and he takes a massive pay cut uh, against what we're hearing he wants to do right now and be prepared for either a vaulting of value to the moon. This guy's going to be a, a late second round pick before you know it if Elliot is released. Uh, but if Elliot ends up restructuring and staying, I'm here to try and prepare you for this is not Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And if people believe it is to be that, then that's great news for you. And you're almost rooting for Zeke Elliott to take a massive pay cut. Stay and damper the value and rise of Tony Pollard across fantasy worlds everywhere. But yet, you know down deep that Pollard's going to explode and Zeke Elliott's got nothing left. That's what I'm here to tell you. Appreciate you all on live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday. I'm live whenever news breaks like this little number right here. And I'll be live tonight at midnight or a little after, doing live drafts with you. So about two hours from now, we're going live to do Underdog Fantasy Live Drafts promo code SMITTY. That link is in the description if you're watching the replay. The link is in the live chat if you're currently on this live right now. Get in now. Click the link. Match. They match up to $100 uh, bonus dollar for dollar on your first deposit. So you deposit 20, they give you 20. You deposit 100, they give you 100. If you don't get in now and click the link and get ready, you're not going to make it in tonight's drafts. You won't be able to sign up in quick in, in time, quick enough. You won't be getting in. You'll be sitting there going, man, uh, Smitty was right. I should have signed up earlier. Sign up now. Get ready. Get the app ready. And then when I say we're jumping in, you'll get into the draft tonight. I'll see you all tonight. Stop sending me these terrible fantasy football trade offers now. That will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will tell the commissioner on you. <laughs>